Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. My name is Victoria Edmund, and I am your host. Our aim here at the Big Hearted Podcast is to nurture a community of heart-centred educators to change the perception and delivery of early childhood education and care in Australia and ultimately around the world. We want you to be inspired by our guests and the topics we bring to you to think of new ways of being as an educator. We want you to feel a sense of belonging via this podcast so that you can engage any time of the day or night in any place that suits you. We want you to become an educator that delivers education from the heart, as we believe this is how we create great change within our world. So join us as we discover new ways to inspire each other here on the Big Hearted Podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. It's a very exciting podcast because I'm starting to share with you the big reasons why I am doing the Connections and Community Summit in uh, for Family Daycare Educators. Probably should have come up with a better name that flowed more easily off the tongue but there we have it we learn for next year and yes I'm announcing this next year's now before this year's has even happened but this has been so much fun and it's been such a wonderful experience to uh, engage with the speakers I know that uh, the speakers that we have coming are just phenomenal. I've been talking with them on and off for the last couple of weeks, making sure that we can provide the best possible uh, summit that's possible. (laughs) So I am super excited to bring these conversations to you. And as the name suggests, it's all about connections and community. And as I talked about last week, we can't have community if we don't have a solid connection to ourselves, the children, the families and the community at large. But sometimes that gets muddled and sometimes we lose the reason why we need to create community today so that we could all come to the summit with a very similar understanding. Uh, And for those of you that have missed out on watching the summit because you might be listening to this after August 2023 um you can pop onto the website as long as it's not 10 years from now so 2033 my goodness what a weird thought that is slow down victoria come back to the present please um if you missed out and you you didn't catch it there is an opportunity to purchase it so you can go to the website and um, find the course for the summit there and you can purchase that there Uh, But for those of you who are listening now, if you haven't registered, go and register. It is free to register or there is an option to upgrade to the VIP, which I'll talk about in a little while in the next couple of weeks, because I just want you to just jump on and register right now uh, rather, you know, not worry about everything else. So anyway, connections, (laughs) connections and community and how you can't have community without connection. So why this is really important is because 
when we have connection and we're assisting the children to connect to their body, connect to their emotions, connect to their peer group, connecting to the community at large, like when we've covered all of that stuff and the children feel confident and safe within themselves, they then naturally start to broaden their connections. They start to they get a really good sense of where they belong within their family unit, within their peer group unit, within your care. And then they can start to see where they fit elsewhere. So they may have older siblings and go to sports their older siblings they may go to church groups they may go to play groups and other such things where they're feeling this sense of community now they obviously don't know that that's what it is but it is being a part of their community so for some children you might be rural and your connection to community is a lot different to the connection that other children in a city um, city experience may have so this idea that we bring the children's awareness around connection uh, and community is a really beautiful uh, relationship that we can have. So what I want to talk about specifically today is how that looks and the importance of it and why we should be doing it frequently. And something's buzzing on my desk and I don't know what it is. It's my phone. And it's Marta calling me and declined Marta. <laughs> There's nothing worse. Oh, someone else has called me. Oh, a couple of my educators have called me. I might actually pause this and go and see what's happening in case there's an emergency. So pause recording. Okay, so that was a quick little break that ended up being quite a long break. And now I have no idea where I was. So I'm just going to start again. So when we have these beautiful connections and communities and they go hand in hand, there's so many positives that come from that. So what we have when we have these connections is the ability to really be able to deeply observe the children and spot areas that they really need assistance in. Now, we already do that anyway, but when we have deeper understanding and deeper knowledge of the whole of that child, including their family background and the communities that they're a part of, it gives us a bigger picture. And that bigger picture is really fundamental to understanding that child as a whole. When we know where they come from, it gives us so many more clues about how they're going to integrate within our community, within our family daycare. So these connections with uh, the children, the families and the wider community is really that's an ongoing process. You know, some children leave, some educators have a high turnover because they live in a transient area um, for whatever reason. Other educators end up moving through um, child, like two or three or four years with the same group of children. There's no right or wrong way. It's just the way it works. But what we want to be doing is um settling children in and we're holding the framework for that community so what that allows for is specialized attention and specialized curated care for the children and it means then when we have this great connection to the outside community it's easier to get involvement and and it's easier for us to understand 
the types of people that we need to bring in to assist us. Now, this is what you're going to learn in depth within the summit is that our community is not just our local library or our local um, garden or it's not just doing a trip to Bunnings or to, if you're lucky enough, SeaWorld or things like that. Like our community, we have a professional community that is around us that we can call on. And being family daycare, it's not like in a centre, as you know, and I don't probably don't even need to say this, but it's not like in a centre where there's a centre director who can then work with the NDIS uh, support services or has, you know, connections to the inclusion support agency and can set things up. Like sometimes that's up to us or it's up to you to facilitate that between your service and those outside providers. But sometimes it's going to be an area that an educator takes particular interest in or has your children that are hard of hearing. So you then go and learn sign language, Auslan, or you've got a child that has an OT who comes in. So then you get connected with that OT and you start like learning things that are beneficial for that child, but not just that child, for other children. And then you might find like want to find a course that you can do or there's a speechy or, or you know, there's a, a, a myriad of other people who, who can help us, who we can call in as a professional community and we can rely on them. We can use them, not use them, but we can certainly make contact with them to get information, to uh, bounce ideas around, to problem solve with. And these people are professionals. This is what they do. They love to talking about these things, but how many of us are actually engaging them as a form of community? Probably not very many because we get stuck in our own little silos. So this is the purpose behind the Connections and Communities FDC Summit is that we can actually start to broaden our uh, horizon, broaden our understanding and broaden our connection to people who we normally probably wouldn't because those people are invested in sharing their knowledge. So this is such a beneficial thing for us as family daycare educators to share that, that information and that way of learning new things. So as I said, it, it allows for greater um, connection to that community. Uh, it allows for parents to come in more because sometimes their community is going to be our parents. I had a dad that was a builder and I've shared this story before, can't remember where, so you may have heard it before, may not have gonna hear it again if you have sorry um but he's a builder and I had these shelves these floating shelves that I had all my that I wanted to put all my grappet pieces on so I asked him hey Justin would you please hang these shelves for me and he was like sure no problem and he came in with this laser level thing and let me tell you this thing is awesome because it sends out laser beams like in every which way it looked like a disco in here and it was Justin with his big tool belt on and his hammers and his nails and the this laser thing and the kids loved it they were putting things in front of it and making the laser like it was so cool and it was an afternoon of fun and my floating shelves got put up and for us we just have to often think outside of the box but we have to be 
inclusive of this and we have to be always looking out for those lovely connections that we can make to then go oh something could grow from this so um, there's a really great speaker and I'm not going to say yet because I haven't released any of the speakers yet um, but there is a fabulous speaker on who is involved with an association or an organisation uh, that is nationwide. So wherever you are listening to from in Australia, you are going to be able to benefit from this wonderful community initiative and you can be involved as much or as little as you like, but there's some really great things here that you can learn from it. So it's really important to have these intentional involvements, whether that be bringing them in or you coming out, but having that awareness around it is really, really important. So it also provides a continuity of learning too, because when we can reach outside of our zone of genius, so for me, my, I had a few zones of genius or things that came easy for me. So singing and storytelling were things that came very easily to me. Gardening was another thing that came easy to me. The children and I would love to be out gardening. Um, and so my neighbor is a tree lopper. And so he would bring interesting, you know, branches and things that he would find. Uh, and, and we would discuss those and talk about those. So, you know, bringing that community in is always a positive and a benefit, but it also provides ongoing learning that, um, I'm sorry if you can hear my husband dying in the background. I do wish he would do it quietly. <laughs> um, so bringing that community, now I've totally lost my train of thought. Um, so the continuity of learning. So when families bring things in, they get a sense of pride. The children get a sense of pride knowing that it's been their family that's contributed to that. So they bring their learning so that the children would tell me all about the different leaves, the different trees, the different animals that lived in them, all this knowledge that they had gathered from, from just symbiote, no, um, assimilation, that learning, soaking it in from home, they would bring that into the kindy when dad would share things with us. So, you know, it was, it was always great to be able to include these other community voices within our service. But then when there's a zone of genius that I don't have, that someone within my community does, inviting that into my space is always really beneficial because I then get to learn alongside the children. And when I learn alongside the children, it's really wonderful because they see me learning at the same time as them and then we can go and discuss and cover these things together and do further research together so they can see how the community then teaches us together so it's this really lovely connection piece that we can all have that is brought about from being outside in our community or bringing the community in so resilience and mental health too is another aspect around that open sharing of community so you never know I I shared on my stories today uh, about how I was, I'd been to the gym and I'd rush, rushed to the supermarket so I could get there before I needed to come home. And I'd done my shopping and I then was putting my shopping into the back of the car and a woman walked past and I just looked up and smiled and then went about doing my thing. She walked off and came back straight away and she said, oh my gosh, I really needed that today. I like, I, 
I had no idea. Like, I really, can I have a hug? <laughs> and I was like a bit like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> you just you just gave me the most beautiful smile and, and you're just such a beautiful person and, and I really needed that. Can, do you want a hug? Can I have a hug? And I was like, sure. So you better believe I scooped her up and gave her a great big hug. And, uh, you know, it was a good cuddle. It like It was a nice cuddle. Um, and she, like, I cried, she cried, we cried together. And it was just really beautiful because she asked for what she needed. She didn't even really know. And it, there was just this beautiful connection that happened. And when we can be out amongst our community, you never know what asking someone to come and share with you might have a local beekeeper you might have a gardener some there's some little old lady who grows the most beautiful azaleas up the road and you happen to chat with her and and invite her down for morning tea and to share and talk about azaleas with the children you know these these are the wonderful things that we can contribute to our community within family daycare uh, and and you just never know the reach and the impact that you're going to have by sharing and openly sharing within our communities and having these beautiful connections. Like it's it's it can't be under overstated. It can't be overstated enough. The importance of sharing this kind of um, relationship and way of relating to the children. Like it just cannot be overstated enough that this is vital for us now. Now, a lot of us have children that were born in the pandemic or even those that were born slightly before the pandemic. They had been locked away for two years. The amount of community that they will have experienced is so vastly different to anybody that is probably alive today. So we have a lot of work to do within family daycare and within our role to bring that to the children and to open that world up to them because they have been really sheltered. They've looked on devices, they've looked on the internet and they've seen to provide this for the children now that we can go out and about again. And it's a big chunk that we've got to uh, fill for them and fix for them. It's it's massive. Um, so then the long-term educational benefits. So when we talk about those mental health things, and did I even touch on that? It's good for your mental health. <laughs> Having that connection, like that lady today, I need a hug from a complete and utter stranger. That was good for her mental health. It was good for my mental health. And I'm not saying we're going to go out and let children hug strangers by any way, shape or form. But if we meet with the elderly in our community, the, the beautiful energy that they get from the young children, and I think that should also be very carefully curated. You don't want the older people getting really upset and crying in front of the young children because they don't need to process that level of emotion. We want to keep it nice and light 
for the children um, because they, the adults have many more skills to be able to process that kind of emotion. Children don't. So we really want to be very, very careful that when we're mixing with the older generation that, the, that we are protecting the children at the same time from an overwhelming sense of emotion, okay? So I just want to caveat that. It's very... Like I love seeing these intergenerational um, connections and I think they're very, very, very important, but we have to be very, very aware that we are protecting the children's sense of safety and their, just their whole being. Like we've really got to be careful of that. So, but that's not to say that little old Betty up the road who has the beautiful azaleas, like that she's going to come down and burst into tears. She's not, but she might not hopefully she doesn't hopefully she really enjoys your interaction and she will bring some azaleas down and talk to the children about them I mean what a random bloody thing that was to talk about azaleas but you get the idea you know what I'm trying to say is that when we can invite them in and then nurture them and thank them and give them you know create this lovely little relationship where you know she comes down brings the azaleas you and the children have baked afternoon tea or morning tea or whatever you share a meal she goes home, she's light of heart, got a happy step in her, a happy, you know, bounce in her step and um, she feels good about herself and then the children feel good about themselves and then can write her a lovely, do a painting or whatever and put it in her letterbox and it just creates this lovely little thing that happens and, and I'm sure, I'm, I hope I'm painting a good picture of that for you anyway. So that's the, the mental health benefits but then the lifelong learning benefits that come along with that afterwards cannot be missed either like create like showing the children how to forge relationships showing the children how to engage with people showing the children that you're open to learning and that even though you're an adult you're still learning these are roles of being worthy of imitating all of these things are vital. Like I'm a lifelong learner and you are too because you're tuning into this podcast. You're going to come to the summit. Like you are interested in broadening your perspectives. You are interested in opening your mind. You are interested in all these other wonderful things that happen when you learn and you have a an open mind <laughs> like it's really important but we have to role model that to the children otherwise they're going to do the things their parents did without consciousness so when we have these interactions with children we really want to make sure that we're saying wow that was really lovely to have Betty down. How, how kind was that that she bought us these beautiful flowers? Now we get to have these beautiful flowers on our table for mealtimes for the next couple of days. Aren't we really lucky? And she told me things about that those azaleas that I didn't know. I didn't know that they grew X, Y, and Z. Like, well, well that was so kind of her to share that information with us. That tells me that she's a, a really kind and generous person and I like being around kind and generous people. You know, that is going to be planting seeds for children for years to come and it, pro it promotes a, 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 the idea that doesn't matter how old you are, you can still learn new things. Is that not a fabulous lesson to give to children? 
Like, imagine how many people do you know have a closed mindset, not interested in learning new things, not interested in challenging their own thoughts, not interested in hearing different, the possibility of different stories that they could tell themselves. Like, we all know people like that. And I get frustrated by them. I have this, and it's not to say that it's the right way or the wrong way. It's just to say that I get frustrated by people that have a closed mind. <laughs> so, so, and and I, I don't know anybody that could enjoy a closed mindset for the long term. They become rigid and dogmatic and they don't like to change and all that sort of stuff. If we've learned anything from the last couple of years, there's that wonderful word pivot that we all had to learn, but we all had to do it. We all had to be unstuck. We all had to just go with the flow and learn how to be while stuck at home and having no control and all these things, you know, like that loss of freedom was pretty massive for a lot of us. So, you know, that that growth mindset is really important. What a wonderful gift to give to the children to, to show them that you still learn things at the ripe old age of 44 or however old you are. But these are really important things. And how many times has someone told you something as a child and you've taken that on as gospel? And to this day, you're like mind blown if someone tells you, oh, no, you, you don't you don't do that. You don't need that. Like I was listening to the Tony and Ryan podcast this morning and Tony was saying, oh, you know, some old grandma told me when I was four years old that, you know, when you, cause they were talking about what do you, what do you sleep in? Do you sleep in clothes or no clothes? And, you know, she, Tony's like, I just sleep in a big oversized t-shirt, no knickers or anything. Cause at some point when I was like four, some little old lady told me that your bum needs to air out at night, you know? like, And so she's just taken that on forever and a day until like she's 30 or whatever she is and believed that story and so when she found out that you can wear undies to bed or whatever she was like what oh my gosh and there's so many things like my auntie's told me some pretty funny things as a kid and I can't remember any of them now off the top of my head but she's told me some stuff and had I been lucky enough to have nieces and nephews you can guarantee I would have told them the tallest stories with the straightest face the straightest face as if it was complete utter fact only for it to be the weirdest, most random thing <laughs> for them to probably come to me when they were 16 and go, do you remember you told me this? And I would be like, no, I, why would I have told you that? But they've spent their entire life up until that point believing it. Like when I first met my husband, he told me because I wanted to build a shelving system for our baby and that was coming and it was a Sunday and I was like can we get this together because I'm you know I was getting that nasty urge and he was like oh I know I know you don't use power tools on a Sunday and I was like oh oh okay well, well let's do that on Saturday then next Saturday and he's like yep 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 and it wasn't until some other time a few years later or whatever that he's using power tools and I was like I thought you don't use power tools on a Sunday and he's like what and I was like, you fully told me that you don't use power tools on a Sunday. And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
oh yeah you absolutely did when I was pregnant and then he was like oh oh yeah no I just didn't want to do it that then when you were asking me and I was like you choice expletive word insert here (laughs) so you know this is the power that we have especially on little children to be able to facilitate a life of lifelong learning and a life of questioning and a life of reflection and a life of trying new things and not being afraid to try new things. And these are the benefits of having connection and community within your family daycare service. So I hope that that gives you a different perspective. I Hope that it is an interesting conversation for you and that you had a few giggles along the way uh, because I I just really aim to serve you, my community, uh, and and give you a, a sense of being seen and heard so that you know that you're not alone on this journey, that you have a champion, you have someone who's cheering you on, who really wants the best for you. And that is me, Victoria Edmund from Big Hearted Education. So do you know what would be really awesome is if you see any of the posts that come out about the summit that you can share them with all of your family daycare friends. Maybe there's a Facebook group that you're in that you think other educators might be hanging around. Share them into there. Let them know that the summit's on. We really want as many family daycare educators as possible to come. It is free. Like you, you get to do this for nothing. I mean, there is a VIP option to upgrade if you want, but it's free. Like, and it's here for you. So if you could do me one thing, um, it would be to share anything that you see. Maybe it might be this podcast, it might be a social media post or something that you see. Please share it out there with everybody because the more the merrier in our community. And with that, I will leave you for today. So you go forth, have the most beautiful day, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Until then, big love. Bye. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. When we work on our own, we can sometimes be in a silo. So having new perspectives and different ways of looking at things is vitally important for the growth of our individual selves and our professional selves as well. We love feedback. So if you felt compelled to share what you thought of today's podcast, we would love to read your thoughts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps our podcast to get out to the wider community. And the more that hear what we have to share, we think the better it is. Thanks so much, friend. We'll see you next time. Till then, big love.